unfiltered, uncensored, and unapologetic. This is the Retail War Zone Podcast. Welcome, everyone. Happy birthday to us. Um, tonight, I have the OGs here. I've got our good friend, Adam Cott, who wrote an excellent book. We're going to talk about a little bit here, too, about what he's doing now. He's doing some super special stuff, actually. Um, at least I think so. Uh, we got Irish Connection with us. Um, blame Tag, say hello. Hi. All right, we got Blame Tag. Uh, do we have Maiden? Is Maiden here? I am well, here. hot damn. She snuck in. Um, <laughs> Mad Dog. I'm here. Hey, Maiden. Oh. Hey, nice. girl. And Proto Rage. Hello. Hello again. So, everybody, uh, Proto and, and, and Irish, both of them have recently come through the COVID and survived and are still with us. So that is fantastic. Um, although proto evidently has developed, is it like chronic strep throat proto? I think so. It's kind of like a, uh, beta strand, uh, H beta, um, strand. Ooh, that sucks. Joey K. Welcome. Oh my God. Brooke. Hello. Welcome. Ooh, you officially win. We know why, because you're the first, you've popped in here. We haven't seen somebody else. I cannot believe this. Wow. that This, this is a first. So um, real quick. So I want to say thank you to everybody. Um, you know, it's it's been a hell of a year. Uh, I mean, it, you know, Irish had made the comment. He's like, wow, it, we're already there. And um, it's been a hell of a ride. And, um, you know, I got to do this. I didn't really know how I was going to approach it, but, but I'm going to say what I need to say as far as this goes. Look, there was a situation with a certain somebody who started this thing out with me. All right. And I, I would be a terrible person if I did not acknowledge the fact that, you know, addicts was a part of this. All right. You know, he was the Guinea pig. He was the one who agreed to, you know, listen to me rant when we knew nobody was going to be watching. Um, yes, there was an unfortunate situation. I have not, uh, spoken to him since then, but I hope he's doing well. And, uh, just want to acknowledge, you know, what role he did play. And I wanted to get that out of the way. I think that's the proper thing to do. I mean, we got to give credit where credit's due. Welcome hybrid. Um, but on top of that, I mean, look at where we're at right now. You know, I confirmed before we went live, I got Adam first. I will never forget, you know, I'm, I'm scrolling through Reddit and I see this thing pop up and he's got this book. I'm like, oh my God, that is just beautiful. You know, let me go get this guy. And we've stayed in contact ever since he's been on. This is his third time on, um, you know, we bounce ideas off of each other and whatnot. He's, a, you know, an extremely talented individual. So before we get a whole lot into it, um, Adam, kind of give us an update where you're at and kind of what you're doing now. Um, well, um, first off, well, Steve, you're, first off, you're Steve, fucking you're, awesome, you're man. It's been, awesome, man. It's really it's cool, been to know you really guys, cool to know you guys. It's really cool to know you guys. It's really community, this community been, and everything. It's been a blessing. I mean, it's a blessing. I mean, pretty it's amazing what's happened. Pretty amazing what's happened I, last year. I, published a book in April. Published a book in April of last year. Kind of like was real slow. Kind of like was real slow during the summer, but I invested a lot of money in it. 
um, come the fall, come the fall, and every month is picked every up. Every month sales. is picked up in sales. So last month was so my last month, month was sales. my biggest month in sales. This month, this month is, is probably on pace. Is probably on we'll pace. We'll see how it goes. But we'll see how it goes. But I've been doing a lot of media. Um, I, I wrote an article, an essay for today.com. Um, that thing, and that also like sprung into national news, like a the the national. National Desk, I think it's what's called, which is in like 60 markets. And then um, Good Day LA, Good Day Chicago, uh, a cha- like a local channel in Arizona. Had a lot of, um, lot of feedback and like, it's pretty amazing. feels like, I'm, I don't know, I've been like living, living my dream. I'm just waiting for one of them to pop off and then I can, you know, not work. Right. Well, I mean, you yeah. know, here's the thing, yeah. man, and, and I've said this from the very beginning. What you did, trust me, at some point in history, your book is going to be, you know, something that is extremely important to the story of, you know, the pandemic and whatnot, because you were really the first. And, you know, I'm not real sure because I haven't researched, but I haven't seen anybody else do anything like that. There hasn't been, you know, there hasn't been a yeah. book like that. And, and the fact that, you know, you came from a situation where, you know, essential workers and whatnot, you know, all you guys, you know, at that point in time, I wasn't in it, but, you know, you guys were on the front line and what you did not only was, you know, kind of following your dream or whatnot, but you provided an outlet for a lot of people who lived it. I mean, there's, I, I still stand by my statement that there was a lot that you had in your book that with like customer interactions that I could hear voices from my past saying those exact same things. And you know, what you, what you did with it is is really, really amazing. And the fact that, you know, it's not a super long read. I mean, you know, it's, it's extremely digestible, you know, in, in, you know, a pretty quick timeframe, but the story is captivating. And Mm -hmm. I think anybody that works in the industry, especially if you work in a grocery business and you read that shit, man, that's, that's all on point period. So, um, but hero says I could hear voices from the present. That's even worse. All right. So one thing I want to say is, you know, in starting this whole thing out, I've always tried to make sure that I didn't focus on numbers. Okay. You know, I kind of believe that, you know, well, don't believe it is true. What, what I'm doing here is very niche. You know, it's made for a select group of people and there's a lot of that group of people, but you know, I want any kind of growth we have to be organic and I don't want to, but you know, spam people and whatnot and all this other stuff, you know, it's kind of like, you know, if somebody finds us and likes us, that's great. You know, if our sub count isn't as high as I would want it to be, it's cool because as far as I'm concerned, if one person gets something good out of anything that we discuss here, that's worth it. So the, um, the these are only numbers that I want to show. This is just kind of a brief snapshot of what's happened in the past year. Um, 235 subs on YouTube. 646 followers on Twitter, which is the best retail community, 126 followers on Facebook, 253 members on the subreddit. And this one on the bottom is really important. You guys don't see a lot of this stuff, and I don't really talk about the audio side. So with the audio podcast, 3,626 plays and heard in 30 countries. 
the key to this is on October 10th, we only had 637 plays. So from October until now is where that number exploded. Uh, our top YouTube episode uh, was the one-on-one with uh, He Stole My Smile with 417 views. And that was the gentleman who went viral with the text of where he quit you know, his job that was on anti-work. The actual top audio is the insights with a former HR manager, 145. There are a couple that are getting close. You know, but as it stands right now, that's numero uno. And obviously, tip of the hat to our resident songwriter in the group. Um, Please don't be a Karen this year. 8,601 views. Fantastic. So having said that, blame tag. Blame tag. Let's talk about your songwriting skills, sir. So how did let's talk about how this came about. Uh Um, I don't know if you still have the screenshot. I, I don't know, even know how the hell I, I thought think of it, one but. night I had, you, you had, you were on a Mariah rant and I think I had actually mentioned, <laughs> you know what? We should really try to redo this. And you were like, bam, you swooped in there. Like I swooped in to get Adam on the podcast. You're like, I can write lyrics. I'm like, okay. And I was like, well, I, I know a singer. And the next thing you know, I mean, dude, let me tell you guys something. He had me those lyrics and less guy. Blaine Tame, I think you had those take me in like less than eight hours. And <laughs> it was an amazing thing. I mean, you know, and it's, and it just kind of shows, and this, a lot of what we're going to talk about tonight is about community. All right. You know, so I, I found Blaine Tag on Twitter through memes and whatnot. And, and I remember you messaging you, you know, one of the first times asking if you listen, you're like, yeah, it gets kind of ranty. And you were right. It does get kind of ranty. But here we are now. You're an accomplished songwriter. Yeah. I mean, yeah. hell, <laughs> you know, who would have thought that when we had that first conversation that we would have stolen Christmas back from Mariah Carey later? I mean, oh, oh you I, know she's 110 percent. She's heard it. Look, I've got a friend of mine that I'm trying to get on the show. Actually, I mean, we've had some discussions. He's he's fine doing it. Um, and I've retweeted some of his stuff. If you see anything retweeted, you know, music related to like TV shows, that is a near and dear friend to me. That you know, we might as well be family. Um, he's an Emmy award winning um, composer you know, music director or whatnot, doing some really big things, you know, he loved it. All right. And he was like, wow. So he works in the industry. So I guarantee you, you know, she heard it. I mean, there, there's, there's no way she didn't. And, you know, we pushed real hard for 10,000, but you know, nobody knows who the hell we are. So 8,600 views that's a win. I mean, yeah. and thank you because your lyrics were fucking awesome, bro. <laughs> I don't know. I got. I guess I got a certain gift with uh, you do. And as far lyrics. as you know, blame tag goes. I know you've talked about how you kind of slack off on it or whatnot. He does this thing called the serving times. Talk a little bit about that. Oh yeah, that's um. Oh man, I haven't really done anything with it lately, which you know I got to get on myself for that. But yeah, it's just um. Kind of like what the onion does, uh, satirical news articles, but geared towards working in customer service. I think there was one where 
the woman complains about having to do the cashier's job for them at the self-checkout and the manager mm-hmm. comes out and fires her. Yeah, and, and, and they're like great. You really need to read them, guys, if you haven't checked them out. They're absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Actually, your writing skills are pretty good. Adam, you, you and Blame Tag might ought to hook up for something. I don't know why, but y'all need to hook up for something <laughs> because he's an excellent writer and uh, he does great work. So, moving on from Blame Tag for a second, I've got to tip my hat to the OG of all OGs, our friend from across the pond who has survived the Russian invasions thus far, Irish Connection. He, you know, reached out to me on Reddit and, you know, we had some discussions. I'll kind of let him get into what he was looking for and whatnot. But if you want to talk about somebody who is completely dedicated, I mean, this guy... You know, he's a night owl, and it's extra. What time is it there right now, Irish? Uh, it's a little after one. So, dedication. This man, he'll message me. He'll be like, Hey, do you need me to do some research for such and such or whatnot? I mean, he is in it for the long haul, and he's responsible for some cool things. He's responsible for us having the economist on. Um, and, you know, it's his concept of what he was looking for is very you know is in line with what i re- you know i intended for you know the war zone to be so i'm going to give the florida irish here for just a second tell us a little bit about how all this happened well I, I honestly it's 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 something that was in the back of my mind for a long time like i think i might have discussed with you on the show before um, it, I've become disillusioned over time with uh, with retail, and uh, you know during the, the the pandemic, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, all of a sudden I went from like you know working like like I said before, like pretty much married to a job to uh, unemployed very quickly as soon as I became non essential, and I just had it for the first time in two decades had a lot of time in my hands, and. Uh, you know, I just started kind of searching for something like this and there was absolutely nothing. I couldn't find it anywhere. And then I was questioning my own sanity. Was it just me that had this point of view? And then I went on to Reddit, which was the first for me. And I found a couple of communities there. And within literally like two weeks, I think we started talking. Yep. And the rest is history. And you're valuable. And I mean, I still believe, still one of my favorite quotes from any episode has been the married to an unfaithful job. I thought that episode that we did, you know, about that was amazing and you, you nailed it. And, you know, and here's the other thing. I mean, you know, what you've got, did you go to school for what, what did you major in at school? Economics. See, see, you know, (laughs) he, he, um, he, uh, he's got the knowledge and the know-how and, you know, you've been in retail how long again? 21 yeah. years. So he, he's, he's a road dog like me. I mean, it's, it's we, we've been doing this for a long time. So, um, I really appreciate all his input. I mean, he, he is somebody that he knows so much about the economic side and so much of, you know, I, I really think like the episode we did about the difference between Ireland and the United States was really eye opening because I think that as a lot of us are starting to find out right now, the quote unquote leaders of the free world aren't in that great shape. 
And that was quite apparent in having that discussion about the difference between, you know, retail in Ireland versus the United States. So, but, you know, also that episode, we had um, two people that I have had the pleasure to work with um, in two businesses. They completely sucked. I mean, I'm at a point now where they really all suck, you know, to be honest with you. But uh, we're going to start with um, Maiden. So talk a little bit about the first time you saw what I was doing and what you thought and kind of what, you know, your thoughts on getting out of retail and looking at it through the rearview mirror. So the first time that I ever met Steve, we were doing a management training at a little store in Salisbury at an off-priced clothing retailer. And I had already been working for this company for about four or five years. And my manager at the time had already kind of groomed me for this role. So I kind of went into this with a very skewed view of what the responsibilities really were. And to be in this setting, to have these people trying to teach us these things and just kind of looking at Steve and saying, yeah, no, it's not going to be like that. That's nope. Forget this. That's not what it really looks like. Trust me, when you get into your store, your store is going to be ran by the people that are already there. So just remember that. Yeah, as I, I learned that and, lesson the hard way. <laughs> yeah. Um, so funny side note, I actually went into my local um, sister company, Off Price Retailer, by my house and ran into my old key carrier at said store. And apparently... They are struggling very hard in my old district, our old district, to find managers at the moment and have been for the past seven or eight months. Serves them damn right. So, yeah, and she tells me that, and I'm just like, well, I can't imagine why <laughs> nobody would want to work there. Um, but my, my stint in retail, all I can say is the environment that I worked in was super abusive the store manager that I had was a nightmare and it got to a point where my mental health and really my physical health overall was suffering so greatly that I made the choice to leave with no prospects because to me that was a better option than staying there any longer and present day fast forward gosh two years later actually going on three years later um, I now work for a nonprofit that deals with mental health and it's given me a lot of insight into the abuse that I've really suffered at the hands of retail over the years. And, you know, there's a life after retail and I can't stress that enough to people. I mean, I went without a job for two months and got super nervous and desperate that maybe retail was the only thing in my, in my future. And like some divine intervention, a random application that I put in somewhere, I got a call back and the rest is history. So yeah, retail, uh, definitely left a mark on me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And I'm still dealing with the effects of like 
just like the shit that I dealt with when I was there and not only the like the management but the customers too like I'm still having a hard time like bouncing back and having that especially like with the present day with all the shit that we have going on now like faith in humanity is like at an all-time low for me (laughs) well you know (laughs) but I kind of I'm not going to call out what you do but I would think that knowing what you're doing now you probably have a better sense of what kind of abuse you are actually being put through. You know, you, you have some knowledge with you now that you didn't have before. I'm sure there's been a few times that the light bulbs went off like, Oh, Holy shit. Oh my God. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. I mean, when you work in a setting where it's focused on like trauma and abuse that people suffer and then like, you like people will tell you stories and like you get like flashed back to this point like here i am you know 9 years ago being a key carrier somewhere and having somebody tell me what a fucking piece of shit i am because i'm not giving them a discount on something like just like that mental abuse that you deal with every day and now knowing that like you know with what i do that it's not okay. Like, it's not okay. Like no matter what your manager tells you, like, Oh, just deal with it. Like, it's just like a man, like a mean customer. It's still not okay. And like the shit that your managers do to you too. And all of that mental abuse, it's not okay. I don't give a shit. Like when anybody says it's still not okay. Yep. 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 So, uh, this next one, you know, I worked with pretty closely at my last big box job selling home decor and i will just go ahead i think i've told the story before when we went to uh our big management shindig out in texas her and i buddied up together because we were kind of like members of the bad kids club we didn't fit in with all the kool-aid drinkers so much to the point that the last one we went to we got told to go sit with the group which is pretty funny so um i saw mad dog the other day Mad Dog, you ready to call it a day? Oh, I am. I am. My flux capacitor is broken, and I can't get parts for So it. what I would like to do is I'd like to give you just a few minutes here to talk about what you just went through and what you were told, if you can disguise that however you need to, to kind of convey what you're going through. Okay. So, I'm a current <laughs> employer. Um, I have my district manager who completely ignores me. Um, he does not respond to phone calls. He doesn't respond to emails. He doesn't respond to text messages from me. Um, even in our group chat that we have, he doesn't respond when I post something. Um I had inventory like two weeks ago. It'll be two weeks ago tomorrow that I was having inventory. And so two weeks ago tonight, which is why I couldn't be on a couple weeks ago, um, we just hired a brand new president to our company. Now, let me say this. We, this position did not exist before. So we brought someone in making, making well over six figures 
blah, blah, blah. So they come into my store. We have been scouting locations to move my store because I'm down in a hole, blah, blah, blah. The new president walks in my store and he's like, well, why don't you have this done? Well, I've been in inventory prep for the last four weeks. Well, why don't you have this done? Again, I've been in inventory prep for the last four weeks. Uh, I've lost five people in two weeks. Priorities are, it's a time for inventory. So we're walking the store and he says, well, do you know why I'm here? And I said, yes, so-and-so said that you were coming to scout new locations to possibly move us. And he put his hand up and said, you can go ahead and get that thought right out of your mind. We're not moving you. You're not profitable. Um, And if you don't become profitable within the next 12 months, we're going to close you down. Now, with that being said, I get zero information. I have no clue what any of my expenses for my store are. Um, No clue about what my shrink is. We, we don't get to know anything, and it's not just a me thing. Company-wide, they don't tell anybody anything. Um, also, he said, well, you don't have any fixtures, which is something that has been an issue. I was promised I was going to get them last year, and their response to me was, you're not profitable. We're not going to invest any money. Figure it out, and if you don't get profitable within a year, we're going to close it down. I would like to to point out to, to a comment that just come across the screen. She has some of the best numbers in the district. So, you know, I don't want to turn this into a big rant or anything because we're kind of celebrating here, but I do want to put this out there. I'm telling you what is going on is that you are a free thinker. You stick to your guns. You're. I've known you for a while, and we even discussed this. You are extremely blunt, yeah. all right? But you tell the truth. Yeah. They don't like that. But see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If I had outdoor plumbing and me saying the things that I said wouldn't be a problem. But because I have ovaries, me being this outspoken and saying these things to these men who know so much better, it's a problem. Because I'm not, I never have been, never will be part of the good old boy club, which takes us back to an episode last year. I'll never be a part of that. And I will call a spade a spade. And when you are saying bullshit, I will call it what it is. Yep. Well, you told me X, Y, and Z, and now you've changed your mind, but you didn't tell me you changed your mind. So now you're going to try to throw me under the bus. I don't think so. Yep. I don't think so. You know, and so that, that happened in the last two weeks. Like I said, I've had, I've lost five people in the last two weeks. Do you think that my boss called me to kind of say, Hey, what's going on? No, he called what I call quote unquote, who he thinks is the savior who is going to step up when I'm gone and run that store. So fantastical. Uh, He called her to ask what the problem was and Her answer was the same answer that I gave, which is you can't cut payroll off at the knees and expect people to stay because just because it's January didn't mean their bills changed. But when the amount of money they are now making changes, there's a problem. Yep. I have, I was spit on by a customer. Oh yeah, that happened just a couple of weeks ago, didn't it? 
Yeah, this all happened like this. Everything has happened in the last two weeks. Uh, had a team leader quit because I told him that he needed to be at work at his scheduled time, even though he gets three days off a week because my team leads are on four tens a week right now. Um, he was off on Monday, said he couldn't make it on time on Tuesday because he needed to go look at a house and was already going to be off on Wednesday. And I was like, no, you really need to be here because you're the next one scheduled. Otherwise, I'm in the building by myself till 1230. He didn't respond, still hasn't responded to me, and then went and took his keys and gave them to another team. Damn. Ladies and gentlemen. Um, I have what? another. Hey. Oh. <laughs> have another team lead who's getting high every fucking day three or four times a day in her car um and is now buying dope from one of my part-timers what? in the store visually seeing the transactions happen in wow. my store and they let me do shit about it wow well here here but i get blamed. here's what i want to do i know you're get. i know your clock's ticking when you get really, really close, I need you to let me know, and then you get a full hour just to let you know. Fantastic. All right. Yeah, yeah. I'll let it all So when you're ready, up. you let me know. And if you need to leak documents to no me, problem. please do so. I like that stuff. So, no problem. Um, hooligan. Yeah, no. hooligan. Um, so here's the deal, too. I had uh, an individual that really kind of started binge listening to the podcast and whatnot, and she pointed this person out and thought that they told great stories. And let me tell you something from an aspect of uh, Brooke. We'll get there. You, you, you just calm down. Anyway, from an aspect of stories to tell, I got to say, Proto, my friend. Your episode was pretty doggone good. And the fact that you were able to cover so many different things, so many different industries really was extremely helpful. And, you know, I literally had somebody message me and tell me how much they enjoyed your episode, especially about the graveyard. So Proto, talk to us a little bit about where you're at, where you've been. You know, kind of what brought you to the table. And I know your voice is kind of wrecked because you got strep and whatnot, but say what you need to say. <laughs> I didn't think the uh, the graveyard things would be that entertaining, but um, uh, for those who have kept up with me, um, my last employee, which I'm not afraid to throw their name out there now. Yeah, you're because, gone. Well, you're gone. They're, they're gone. Um. I had been working at a veil vapor for three years, got passed over for promotion. And now they are completely gone out of the retail scene for the most part. I went into mattress sales, realized how much of a sham that is. Got fired. Um, for very, for a very funny reason. And I'm I'm now doing a work from home customer service for, I guess you could say a um, an understudy ish for a major 
tech company that provides a lot of products that a lot of people use in their everyday life, especially for communicating. Ooh, is it that? Is it cultish? Yeah. Okay, that's yes. all I need to know. Continue. Continue. <laughs> um, other than that, it's just I've been trying to work on my own mental health, <laughs> and I've picked back up on my late night streaming. Yes, you have. I haven't been able um, to check in as much as I'd like to, but I'm old, man. <laughs> I understand. I, I try to make them earlier in the weekends when I'm able to, if I don't have stuff to do. But it's just, I've been doing that to um, God words. <laughs> to essentially get myself back mentally, get a mental reprieve, and try to, at the very least, if anybody comes in and they had a bad day or they're having hard times to at least midway through the stream, if, if they want to, uh, talk to me. So I can at least try and help them give some advice back. Because that's one thing that kind of, all this inspired me to do was, hey, if I'm doing this, I might as well give a chill space for people to kind of pop in and go, man, I had a really bad day. I, this was terrible. I'm like, all right, let me stop what I'm doing. Let's talk. What's up? That's a good thing, bro. <laughs> but... That's about yeah. it. <laughs> so, you know, one thing I do want to throw out there real real soon. I know he switched jobs and whatnot, but I got to really throw, you know, Philly Essential Worker out there. He's been a huge supporter, too. I know he got out of the, the job that he hated, and he's into something else now. And he went kind of silent there for a little bit. And um, I was like, I reached out. I'm like, are you okay, bro? You know, because, and you know, and he thanked me, he's like, thanks for checking on me. And and the whole deal is that's what we do now. All of you here. I mean, some of you, I know personally, some of you I met through the worldwide webs or whatnot, you know, community is a big thing. All right. And a lot can be accomplished. Adam, what is the, what is the, the, the statement that you've used a few times about the tides? something about like you know when the tide lifts we all lift or something like that oh uh rising tide lifts right all boats. right you know that's something that adam has has mentioned to me that i think is important you know irish brought up a really great comment um a while back you know sure we'd love to have tons of people watching or whatnot but you know as as the community gets bigger some things get lost and it's kind of nice, to be honest with you, where we're at right now, the community, the size that we have, and the people that are active in the chat and whatnot, because no one gets lost in the shuffle. Everybody has something to say, and it just makes it better. It kind of goes back to what Adam said. And, I mean, Irish, wouldn't you agree? Uh, absolutely. I, I think that um, there's a certain amount of integrity you lose once you get very big uh, and the intimacy isn't there either. So I, I just think this is a, a, a very good um, balance at the moment. Uh, and that's another thing. Irish has talked me off the ledge from doing some stupid stuff a couple of times. And to be really honest with you, and I appreciate his input and because, you know, I used to make the comment about wrestling, about, you know, going for cheap heat. If you're a wrestling fan, you understand what that means. But the one thing that Irish has always talked to me about, 
is the integrity of what we do. You know, we're not here for clicks. We're not here to, to, to get money. We're not here with like clickbait headlines or whatnot. You know, we're here to provide a place for people to go. And it, it's guys, I'm tickled to death. Like I said, people don't understand, you know, what this means to me personally, because I know there's a lot of people that have worked in this industry that have stories to tell, or they may not want to tell the story, but they may want to hear that there are real people out there that have went through the same thing they've went through. And it gives them some validation. I know, um, maiden, you know, I remember like one of the very first episodes you watched, you messaged me and you're like, thank you so much, you know, for validating what you went through. Correct. Correct. Yeah. It was all spot on. I mean, it, go ahead. I mean, no, I mean, when I was in retail, I very much felt on an island by myself because none of my friends or family worked in this industry. And especially like when I got my promotion, they found out how much money I was making. And they're like, oh, well, if you're making that money, then like that's part of it. And it, it's really not though. I mean, like, so because I'm making a little bit of money, I should be subjected to like the shit that goes on. I mean, it's just, and that's really what it was for me. I mean, I stayed for the money, but it was nice to feel like I was not the only person that was feeling these things because I didn't have that community in my personal life. Nobody understood it. And the ones that, you know, would listen were like, well, then why are you still there? And it's like, cause I need to eat. <laughs> I need to pay my rent. I mean, so yeah, I was very, very grateful for this community and knowing that I was not the only one going through it and feeling these things just myself you know if anything for me if the one thing that i could accomplish out of this is people saying well shit i can go do that too i can get on a microphone and spout out about how bad my job is hey man do it do it if that's what you need you know it's it's the thing that kills me the most about the industry is it's so much harder than people think it is and you know adam wrote an entire book about it I mean, you know, it's, this isn't easy and there's a lot that comes along with it. And when we did the mental health episode with proto rage and, um, retail PTSD and whatnot, you know, we heard from people that the effect it has on you is similar. You know, you become emotionally detached. Everything makes you angry. Things annoy you. And look, I'm still healing. All right. So I got a long way to go. I mean, when you take into consideration 25 plus years, you're not going to heal in a couple of years. All right. You know, it's going to take time. I'm getting there. You know, my wife has said that my mental, my mental state is obviously a lot better. And, um, but, you know, going back to kind of like everything we do, there's a place for everyone here. All right. And I'm going to, uh, quote your tweet blame tag. So, he retweeted that we were going live in 30 minutes and he said, come here, my sweet, sweet words. I have nothing prepared. I'm just going to talk shit. And my response to him was, um, where'd it go? I'm looking. 
Uh, I can't even find out. But it, it, that makes him Warzone proper, and that's why we love him for it. And so, blame tag. You know, what do you... The one thing I've seen out of you, really, in the past few months is your claws have gotten longer, and you you have zero fear. You're going to go take down whoever you need to take. Would, would that not be correct? I mean... I'm always, you know, in the back of my mind, I don't, you know, I'm not going to get suspended off Twitter again, but yeah, I mean, I'll talk shit to anybody really. I mean, I'm hiding behind the keyboard, so whatever, but you, I was actually talking to Irish about like a big moment, moment of pride for me was, um, being able to troll that state Senator and the oh, coming yes. on. Yeah. yeah. That's another thing. So yeah, Irish got us the economist. Blame tag got us a fucking senator. I mean that that that's 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 top tier right there, folks. That's top shelf. And I'll never forget that night. I I think I had worked that night, and I got home, and he messaged me. He's like, "You need to get in here." And then everybody started piling on this dude. We had horror author on. I mean, it was just and I and Irish was like, "You need to go." get him to come on the show and whatnot. And, and blame tag, you were fully prepared for him. The ghost us, weren't you? Oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't yeah. Think he was coming, and, but you know what? If it was not for blame tag, that would not have happened. And, and I am going to say this. I give the dude credit. I mean, he, he put his money where his mouth was. He, he came on and he admitted everything that we were arguing with him about in his own kind of way, but he, we were not wrong. And I think as a community, we should be happy as shit that we called him out and we were right because there's a sound bite from that, that I wish I'm going to go back and clip it. But where he said, where we were talking about retailers exploiting it, he's like, well, if they do, I'm okay with that. Yeah. That's blame tags doing. So everybody thank him. I mean, yeah, I can't blame tag. <laughs> Thank you. Bravo, um, good sir. Bravo. <laughs> man, I've been uh, Go ahead. Checking the checking the news on him now and then. I I think that um legislation might have died. I, I at least I haven't heard anything on it. Well, it should have. And I mean, you know, the reality is after I went back and really listened to what he had to say, look, he was trying to wrap up you know, this, th it really was about felons. Okay. It really was. And rather than just coming yeah. out and saying it was about felons, he was trying to wrap it into this already existing training wage bullshit. And, uh, but you know what, man props. I mean, that, that night blame tag was a sight to behold. He got his mm -hmm. ass kicked all over Twitter. Yeah. He was so squirmy in his chair that night, too. Like, he kept, like, touching his face, and he just couldn't be still. It was funny to watch. <laughs> it really was. Hey, I told somebody, I'm like, we went toe-to-toe -to -toe with the center. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> I mean, that, that's kind of how you look at it, because those are the big dogs. Yeah. And, you know, I, I give him credit for the fact that, you know, he really is passionate about that. He, hey, props to him. I, to actually have somebody in legislature who's really trying to reintroduce people who've been in jail back to society, society, that's cool, man. I mean, it's great. But I don't think they should be making less money than everybody else. They're still doing the same damn job. If they're 
there's so many other ways you could do that and make an impact other than that. So, so blame tags, you know, claim to fame is he got a Senator. And also if you have not, uh, first of all, maiden, you need to get on Twitter because you're missing out on a lot. Firstly, secondly, I'm like old as fuck. And I'm you, just like, did you just say Facebook? you were old as fuck? <laughs> yeah, I'm, old, I'm way more older than you. <laughs> And I'm on Twitter. Uh, the one thing, and this calls distinct today, and I'll let you get into this if you would like to blame tag. He has a bingo card that he does. And for, you know, your day on the job. And it's actually pretty fucking fantastic, to be honest with you. I hit it today. Oh, yeah. Bro. Yeah. You've hit it a couple of times since you started this, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah you do. And if you would join Twitter, you would. So, every opposite. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The Facebook retail war. Do what? Right? Can't you? No, because Twitter. Have you guys ever seen the movie? Oh, what was the movie? Uh, Leon the Ladies Man. Y'all seen that? No. What? What? What was the name of that? What was the name of that movie? Blame tag. I know you know. The the, the, the the ladies man. man. Did you guys see the ladies man? <laughs> okay, yeah. Twitter is like the LA Forum. That's where the magic happens. So, 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 go get on Twitter because Blame Tag went as far as giving a um, explanation and uh, instructional thing to show how to make his you know, make your own bingo cards. But anyway, Blame Tag, tell us about your hate that you got today. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, I don't know where this guy came from. I guess he was following me. He's, you know, not anymore. But he saw the card and it had stuff on there like, you know, kids are screaming. Um, woman has Karen hair. Um, I had a new score today, uh, leopard print, which I got almost immediately. There's a lot of leopard print in Florida. Um, he has stuff like that, customer behavior. They don't thank you. They don't say excuse me. So he basically said... Hey man, I I think you're funny, but you're kind of coming off like a Nazi. Like everything has what to be perfect fuck? order in Z Walmart, or something like that. Yeah. Blame tag was the resident Nazi <laughs> for thinking customers are assholes. Yeah. You keep you keep doing what you keep keep oh talking. Blame tag. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna see while wow, this is going on if I can download your bingo card and just show everybody. So 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 keep talking. Oh, I mean, yeah, that was it. Uh, let's see. Oh, well, I, I got to start. I mean, you're just calling it as you see it. <laughs> right? <laughs> so if I get this pulled up here, look, this is new to me as far as trying to do stuff while I'm streaming, but but I'm doing it. I don't care. This is our birthday. We, we can screw up. I, I don't give a damn. All right, let's see here. Save, Im save image as... Uh huh. Okay, let's see if this works. All right. So, um, as y'all watch me go all Google eyes, I'm looking at the at, at whatever. So let me figure this out here. Um, let's see. Image. Okay. Because because his stuff's good, man. I mean, the uh, he took like inspiration from people. He asked people different questions. 
All right. So this is getting ready to pop up. This is blame tags bingo card for working. You ready? Here it is. I'm going to resize it so we get it in there where everybody can see it. So here's his bingo card. (laughs) Everybody take a look at this for a minute. Just, 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 just go ahead. It's beautiful. It really is. I don't see anything. You should. Uh, What's funny is there's actually some of them that actually I'm looking at it. I'm going, yeah, I'm, I've had, calls like this you got you've you've got to be watching the live stream in order to see it. if you're not watching the live stream like if you're you're actually with us on the call you might not see it but i've got it posted up right now but to give you an idea here here are the things he has on his bingo card kid on loud electronic device kids running around or playing leopard print walk slower than any human should walk barking cough does something stupid or unsafe questions validity of the info you gave them wants to buy something mm-hmm. that isn't for sale public display mm-hmm. of affection sets off alarm <laughs> comments on staffing level walks away from cart blocking the aisle tells personal story tells you how far they drove Picks something up and puts it back in the wrong place. Comments on stock availability. Gets pissy with you about something you have no control over. Blocking traffic while staring at the phone. Calls you by the name of the store. Tells you the website said something different. Doesn't say thank you. Tells bad joke. Is in the way. Doesn't know or care. Imaginary sale. And asks for a manager. Uh, blame tag. I got one for you that I thought about. I haven't messaged you yet. The amount of pe- you know people that get in your way that do not say excuse me. Oh yeah, that's a good um, one. I had a full card today, except I don't remember seeing any leopard print. Wow, you had a full card today. <laughs> I would have, except for wow. leopard print. I don't know. I started noticing it, and I'm like, I gotta put leopard print on the card because that's happening. Well, that makes that makes a lot of sense down there, bro. Because you got a lot of like New York transplants. I I got to believe you got a lot of mafia familioso down there. I wouldn't doubt it. Mm -hmm. Now, had you said a racing shirt, I would have gotten the card. Oh, nice. What nice? So, all right, guys. So, so uh, what I want to do is. You know, we, we're at 52 minutes. Um, everybody say thank you to Adam. He's actually in the process of moving. So he, he took some time out of his moving schedule to be here. What I want to do is real quick, if you guys have any questions for Adam, shoot now. Go one at a time. Don't everybody talk at one time. But I want to give him a second uh, to talk to you guys. Are you working on another book? Yeah, I'm working on a sequel. Um, and like, you just kind of gave me some ideas with the married to an unfaithful job. I shouldn't directly steal that. That's pretty fucking amazing quote. Well, you can steal it. Just credit Irish. (laughs) Yeah. Like I could thank you. Um, like I want to make it the second one, not about the pandemic, but about, um, everything I loved and hated about working in the grocery store. So there's a lot to hate, but there was also, there's also a lot to love about it too. It's like 
any other retail environment where you're you work with a eclectic cast of people and um you know love interests you got all sorts of stuff so it'll be a lot longer it'll be more of a traditional novel um yeah and i'm it's a lot slower working on that because because i'm not living through it anymore um it's like more like a traditional writing process not putting blogs together and weaving it all together for my own sanity um this is more like i don't know i i think um just i mean listening to you guys is and going in grocery stores and talking to people that work in retail in general, like you guys deserve a story. And I feel like I should be the one that writes it. So. I agree with that. Um, Hero, Hero asks, um, do you just brainstorm the types of people you meet? Um, brainstorm the types of people I meet. Like, oh, just come up with them on the fly sort of thing. Um. I don't know, like there's certain archetypes that just stick with you. There's a lot of, like I remember a lot. Um, I'm kind of excited about moving though, because I think that's going to jar my memory. I've lived here are for a stay, long time. Are you staying so, in state or are you moving out of state? I'm in state. I'm just going to be moving up like to the burbs. I live in downtown Denver right now. So, and I've been here for eight years. So a change of pace, change of environment, um, clear headed, thinking about a, like a lot of the interactions I've had, um, like the second book, I don't know if it'll pan out that way, but it's got a love interest. Leela, who was in the first book, um, going to make her a much bigger character, kind of a driving force for Daniel. Um, also, there's like a mushroom trip in there, too, because ah, like ah, shit just got really weird. Nice. <laughs> you know, like the pandemic was so strange. and I, I, I took a fair amount of psychedelics while I was like in the beginning and it gives you the skewed view, but really raw and honest. So I wrote a lot about that. That's awesome. And, uh, and it also like leaves you the, the flexibility to, you know, fuck around with what people look like and what they're talking about and like how to exaggerate characters and really draw like bring your right. point out as yep. much as you can. Proto, did you, uh, was that you I heard that was about to ask a question? Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, ask when getting started with all this. What was the biggest hurdle that you had to try and jump over to try and go? Okay, I this is where I got to start. Where am I gonna begin? How do I start my process? Um, like the the blogging itself came organically. Um, just like I, so I ran a beer blog in Denver for a while so I knew how to start the website I knew how to do all those things that I needed to do and like how to market it properly um, but like really like the stories I was sharing was about as raw as you get that's how I felt um, and then when people were drawn to it I um, I just felt so like I need to keep going I need to like I share people's stories share my own stories build up this group of fantastic individuals who are worried about other people. And, um, the, the thing I got caught up with was like trying to figure out what to do with the audience that I had, I guess, eventually, like, what was I going to do with like, like, like I thought about like a community where everyone you build a nonprofit out of it or something, but really in the end it was like doing the novel, which took a lot of work, a ton of work. Writing is a lot of work, but uh, especially something of any length. And um, 
yeah, it just took like, I had to focus on that. I had to focus on the writing, but um, yeah, it was just a matter of figuring out what to do. And then I had nothing else to do, man. Like we could go to work, put in the time as a cashier and then a like prepared food supervisor and I just go home and write or get up in the morning and write. So nice. Anybody else got anything for Adam? Can I say something Absolutely. real quick? So I was going to say earlier, um, I think about community. Um, it is not lost on people anymore. What grocery store employees go through specifically, I think, but retail in general, I, I've had some like pretty big organizations reach out to me for things like a few of the big markets in the country, as far as local news, um, Good Morning America was interested in in my book. I don't know if it'll ever make it on there, but um, people are wake, like they know or they're they're starting to think about it more than they ever would. And I'm going to keep pushing, but um, I would have hope at least like this small community that you got going that we Steve is amazing and brought this all together and like all these interesting dynamic voices going on with such cool stories and, and rough stories and building each other up. I think that like, it's really, um, it's good. It hits a lot of people. Like there's mil there's, I looked at it, it was like 2 million people that work in grocery stores. So you, you could probably triple that for retail or more. And like you're talking about mainstream newscasters are interested in these stories because everyone went through this pandemic thing. They all went through that same nightmare that we went through and, you know, most of 2020. So it's not lost on them. And like, this is, this is fucking awesome. And, uh, like I just say, keep pushing and doing, doing some interesting. Your guys' stories are pretty amazing. I feel very privileged and honored to be here. So, well, thank you. Well, thank you. you know, the big thing is I, you cannot understate, um, the fact that, you know, community means something and, you know, it's, uh, you know, I, I love what you've done, Adam, you know, you've reached out to me, you, you, you know, we, we've talked about how to get out there or whatnot and, you know, sure. We'd love more people to hear the message, but the reality is, you know, it, it kind of comes down to, you know, what the press wants to present. You know, when I started this back yeah. way when all this started, I didn't think I would wind up being in four like publications, you know, whether it be small or big, you know, and, you know, yeah, BBC, BBC Brazil. I mean, we're not in Brazil, but, you know, I get the chance to talk to a, a you know, a reporter from BBC, you know, BBC Brazil. That's cool. You know, that's not what was expected. And, you know, every voice matters. And, you know, when you look at what we've done so far, the, the, my biggest thing going into 2022 was I wanted it to be more impactful content. You know, so far in 2022, thanks to Blame Tag, we've had a senator. We did the justice for Evan 
thing, and we're not done with that yet. Just to let everybody know, that's still going. That's a huge, huge thing. And it really does kind of tie in with you, Adam, with what you've done in the grocery industry. This was a grocery industry-related incident. And these are great people that I've met along the way. I, I want to go on record as saying one of my favorite episodes so far has been with Dr. Jerry Carbo. I think the workplace bullying thing is fantastic. I think that, you know, that's something that doesn't get the public quote unquote shine that it should get. And I really want the retail war zone to be, I I don't care how many people watch. All right. I would love for millions and that's okay. But I want the messaging to be right. Tonight was important because we've come through some heavy things. We we've had some heavy topics tonight was meant to be a little bit lighter and kind of decompress and whatnot, because we've had some serious topics, you know, from the first of the year and, but it's okay because that's what this is meant for. And, you know, I love the fact that I met you. I've met all the people that are here on the show tonight. You know, there's going to come a time where, the retail war zone is bigger than it is right now, but there's going to be a core group of people. And that core group of people is everyone that's here right now. You guys are the ones that are important. You guys are the ones who, you know, stuck your toe toe in the water early. And that means a lot, but there will be episodes along the way that won't be so heavy you know, but I really want to focus on the stories of the people in the industry. I will give people the amount of, you know, anonymity they need. I don't want to expose anyone ever. I don't want to ever jeopardize anybody's job, but the fact that I'm here for people to say whatever they need to say, that's why, that's why I started all this. So, I mean, I know I referenced addicts, you know, and Alex at the beginning, it still would have happened probably without him. There probably would not have been a YouTube part to it. It probably may have just been audio only, but this is something I wanted to do a long time. And, you know, meeting you, Adam, and, you know, reaching out to you, what you've done is amazing. And and the people that I've had on the show tonight, I, I cannot express enough my thanks to Irish connection that man he's he's right there with me he's right there in the same thought process fantastic so the sky's the limit and and you know like you said about the tide you know all boats rise and we're all in this together and that's something everybody needs to understand but I will leave you everyone with this So as far as the future goes, yes, if you follow us on Twitter and you saw where I talked about a certain labor attorney who was doing great work as far as labor issues go, yes, he will be on the show soon. But here's a little sneak peek. 
you guys get to see it first night. Some of there's a couple of Irish and blame tag. You know this, you know, and Maiden Mad Dog. I think I've mentioned it to you, but it wasn't confirmed. This is supposed to go down next week. So the movie was review bombed, and that's okay. But all the reviews, if you read the reviews, people in retail think it's great. So our next guest just happens to be the writer of this. Y'all see that? So next week. Yes. yes. So unless something changes next week, we will have the writer of this. I, I really need to like figure out phonetically how to say his name because I do not want to butcher anybody's name, all right? But it's a hell of a name. But yes, I have had contact with him. We've been talking, you know, to see, to get this lined up next week. Unless something changes, I will have the actual writer of Black Friday on the show. And... It's interesting because if you read reviews and stuff of the movie, the retail people in the world love it. And you know what? That's all that matters because those are the only people that count as far as this goes. So, yes, enjoy. Get your questions ready. Watch the movie if you haven't. Um, If you're a member of Amazon Prime, um, $3.99 rental. Go watch it and be ready because, guys, look, we we got Ash from the Evil Dead in this movie. That's important in itself just alone. I mean, come on. But, yes, these are the kind of things that we're trying to do on the war zone. Um, also, to let you know, I have been in contact with a pharmacist with a whole laundry list of things. Um, that's coming, and when that happens, that's going to be a big deal. So what I want to do is real quick before we close out, we're sitting at seven minutes over an hour. I'm going to start with Adam. Give us your closing statements and we'll kind of go down the list and we'll wrap this up. Okay, Adam, you're first. Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of the same thing as I was saying earlier. I don't I don't think it's lost on people. You're not forgotten anymore. Um not nearly as much as you were before. Um, I, I, I know that people connect with it. I had this woman after I posted that thing on today.com that she reached out to me and she thanked me in a long, like Instagram post about like, and she, she owned a business, a dairy business in California. And she thanked me so much for writing the book. And like, she was going through this thing and like, very much upper class, even like, like very connected and all this stuff that she was talking about, but like the, it's not lost, you know, it's, it, you're not forgotten nearly as much anymore. And if we keep pushing, if we keep talking about these things and like figuring out your own path and like inspiring people to do their own thing too, I think that like this can make a huge difference. Like, yeah, you're right. It doesn't matter how many people, but like, I, I think people are going to connect. They will. And like, you'd be shocked. Like how many people are like in our corner for you know, pushing the envelope forward or pushing, bending the envelope. So thanks for having Thank me on. Thank you for being here. 
Um, we're going to go with uh, Mad Dog. Your turn. Closing statements. Um, if I could work my phone. Um, I, I really just appreciate having somewhere where, you know, cause I still am in the, in the trenches of it where I can come on anonymously and get it off my fucking chest because sometimes, you know, you're being at work, I'm getting hit from all sides. I can't please the customers. I can't please my boss. And then it feels just like, a set of iron chains on my shoulders that I can't, that I'm just trying to carry around. But sometimes when I can come on here and just vent, it, it just lifts it off. Um, and to have people who completely understand what you're going through and can empathize and be the cheerleader that you need because you don't get that type of support. Um, kind of like what Maiden was saying earlier. I don't have family who work in the business. Nobody gets it. Nobody gets that. Um, especially being a management when shit hits the fan and nobody comes to work, you're the one that has to do it. So when you're working 14 hours a day because so-and-so didn't show up and they're just pissed off because you didn't do what you said you were going to do. Well, this is what pays my bills. But at the same time, kind of like what Maiden said earlier, okay, so you think I'm making this money. But if you broke down how many hours I actually work, I'll make less than minimum wage. Yep. So it's just, it's, and a lot of people don't see that. Oh, well, you make the big bucks. No, I really don't. Nope, you don't. <laughs> no, I really don't. And I'm just the head dumbass at the location. Um, I can't give the customer any answers because I don't make the rules. I can't give corporate any answer. Because, again, I don't make the rules. You send the merchandise. I try to sell it. You raise the prices. Customers get pissed at me. So, you know, when you get, when you're getting shot from all sides, this is a fantastic place to just come and have, like, therapy. <laughs> so, oh, and wish me good luck on my job interview tomorrow. Yay. Good luck. Good luck. All right. So, Maiden, your turn. I think for me, like this, what you've done, Steve, is really like, it's something that I really can't put into words, how amazing it is for people in this community that do this work, that are in retail, that are in the grocery, like that are dealing with these service industry jobs. And to have an outlet to come to vent anonymously and get all of that shit out that you're dealing with every day. I mean, this, I'm not even in it anymore. And it's still therapeutic for me because the things that I went through still stick with me to this day. And I've been out of it for three years now. And for me, this has become like a family. And even though I haven't been through all of the things with COVID and I mean, I can't imagine what that was like for everybody here that dealt with that because I know what it was like before that and it was awful. And, you know, just to have a safe space to be able to like get out all of the things that you feel and know that you're not the only person that feels it. Mm -hmm. Like whether you work 
in the deli slicing meat or you're a cashier checking out people's clothes or you're a manager trying to run a broken fucking store with no support from people like we're all here like we are all here right now and everybody feels it and it's just nice to have a place to be able to do that and not feel any repercussions in the long run of being able to vent how you feel about it. And I applaud you. I, I mean, this has been great for me and, you know, I just, I hope that more people start to realize what we're doing here and like what the main goal is and it's change. I mean, the whole point of this what I think is to create change and to change the way that things yep. are now and to make them yep. better. 100%. And if that's, if that's what we do, then pff, fucking great. That's the whole point. 100%. So Proto, your turn. Um, I'm just so very thankful for that. I got to meet you through uh, Reddit was how we met. Correct. And give me a place to be able to share some of the stuff that's been going on, all the crazy and insanity things I've seen. Um, but just, and now I'm, I'm a longtime follower. I, I promote where I can. I've run to the people and they've been, they've kind of bitched about their jobs. And I'm like, Hey, you might want to check this out because you're not the only one. There's a whole community out there. If you can, like, remember, reach out. They are listening. They will give you support. I don't care if this stuff pisses off the higher-ups or the powers that be. Because, honestly, with all the crap they've pulled on everyone, fuck them. Fuck them so much that I was blasting... Uh, <laughs> The Don't Be a Karen song, actually, in the parking lot of uh, a, a shopping center around here. Awesome. I got some weird looks for it, but, hey, I had to. You're my hero for that alone, <laughs> just to let you know. But thank you guys so much, all of you, for being an amazing community. I need to come out of my show more, I know. But thank you so much for everything. You as well, sir. Blame tag, you're up. Um, well, I don't know what to say, man. There's, you know, there's not enough appreciation in the world for you and, you know, what you're doing here. And, you know, I always say that we have the best community in social media. And I know my wife has said in the past that, you know, that we made it that community. Mm -hmm. You did. And that's, you know, that it's the best community because of us, because we, you know, it's our community and it's great. And, you know, one of the greatest accomplishments of my life is, you know, writing that song. You know, <laughs> I, I have to give you all the credit in the world, man. I mean, you, you're the one who coined the phrase. You know, this is not anything I came up with. You know, the, the Twitter retail community is absolutely the best Twitter community. And I will say this oh, in amazing. front of God yeah. and everybody. That <laughs> statement I saw from blame tag that is his 
I don't care what anybody says. I will never take credit for it. It's not mine, but he is a hundred percent correct. And my bad. I'll edit that. Uh, Maiden, mad dog. Um, get on Twitter. You're missing out guys. You really are. Uh, I know Maiden, you said you were old. No, come to Twitter. It's worth it. What goes on there is amazing. And blame tags on the forefront of that. Would you not say, sir? I mean, it was there when I got there. I don't want to toot my own toot horn. It. Toot it well. <laughs> Can I just say, blame tag, I am patiently awaiting a series of like retail poems and haikus from you in mm. the future. Just so you know. You. I haven't done haikus in a while. I used to do it all the time. Just the mundane bullshit I was doing with my life. Like haikus about waiting for the bus and stuff like that. And Well, let me step in here. Just a second, blame tag. Maiden, if you want that, you need to get on Twitter. <laughs> oh, okay. Is that That's the catch, catch here? here. Yeah. Come on. I will join for that. You're on your own Insta. You're on Instagram and Instagram is not nearly as damn cool as what we got going on Twitter. I can promise you that. Oh, Instagram. Thank you. Yeah. I would have to agree with that. Yeah, probably. That's true. So (laughs) what I wanted to do, and I did this completely on purpose. The last spots for Irish, Irish say whatever you need to say, my friend. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, And thanks to everyone. Um, look, um, I think I'd like to echo a, a lot of what other people have already said. I, I'd like to thank you uh, for kind of getting this started. And I think um, th- there will be an appreciation uh, for this community that will last long into the future because it is still unique um, for the content that it that, that it actually produces. Um, I mean, it's it's reasonably small, uh, but I mean, we you know we've had senators, uh, economists, we've had creative people, pharmacists, and we're highlighting things that are are very very important um, for workers in general, but I suppose specifically in in retail. It's going to change. Retail is going to change fundamentally in the next 10 to 15 years. And I think that, uh, uh, you know, this is an outlet for for people. Um, uh, and hopefully, um, like I said to you almost, I think, at the beginning, that this influences change. Um, and I think it, it, it will. I, I, I really do believe that. And I, but, like, sincerely, thanks, thanks to everyone, but specifically... Steve, for for you for starting this, um, because I don't uh, like uh, you know I searched high and low and I couldn't find anything that even compares to the caliber and and sort of integrity that this channel uh, has. Well, thank you. And with that, I want to say that the retail war zone is all of yours war zone. All you, if you ever have a gripe. If you ever have a bitch or you have a friend or a family member that's in a pinch that needs something to say, that's why I'm here. That's why I do this. People, I started out doing this because people don't understand how hard the business really is. Okay. 
I was in management. I mean, I've been in management for like 25 plus years. You know, I held keys. I was the guy who ran the building and I worked all these hours and all these things. It ain't worth it. It's just not. And, you know, I was complicit as a manager telling people things that I didn't believe that weren't true, you know, to my associates because my bosses told me to say those things. And, you know, I saw a tweet or a meme or something or whatnot talking about how, you know, how the pandemic affected retail. Just imagine, just, just, just imagine if all the retail employees decided that their health was more important than their paycheck and no one showed up to work during the pandemic, the world was shut down. So us low slash no skill workers, we're the ones who keep this thing moving. And if we were not there, the world would fail. That's why we need to make more money. That's why we need to have better benefits. That's why we need to be treated as essential. Because guess what, boys and girls? The, the one thing the pandemic proved is without us, this country would collapse. And if there's one message anybody could ever get out of what's happened in the past two years, if it was not for us, this country would have collapsed. And y'all need to take that to heart. And you need to understand the part that you played. And use that as strength to get what you deserve. And I want to thank everybody tonight that was here. I consider all of you the OGs. Adam, I love you, man. I, I think what you're doing is great. I am so happy to have met you through all this. Irish Connection, same. Blame Tag, same. Maiden and Mad Dog, I know y'all personally. I'm appreciative of that. Proto, you have the best stories. We had graveyard stories. That was fantastic. If you go back and read the comments after you watch this later, you'll actually see people say those stories were great. So thank y'all. Thank y'all for making this a great year, man. This has been awesome, you know. And the cool part is, you know, I come from a different place than people. I, I don't look at YouTube as like my job. I don't, This I have a job. You know, I pay my bills like everybody else does. I do this for people. I do this for me. It's therapy for me. It, it, it's to help me heal from all the garbage I've went through through all the years. And that's why I've always said, you won't see a Patreon. You won't see donation links. You won't see the man. If you guys want to support us, buy, buy a damn shirt. That's that's all you need to do. I, I, I don't care. But, you know, we got a long way to go. And the year is, you know, pretty fresh. We got a lot coming. So we're going to keep doing what we do. And if any of you ever have a story or have a friend or whatnot, send them my way. We'll give them the time they need. But what I want to do is tell everybody, thank you so much for the support. It's been a wild and crazy year. We've gotten into some really cool things. I, I really am the most proud, to be honest with you, of what we're doing with Justice for Evan. I think that is a cause that we all need to be behind. 
you know, Adam, you worked in the grocery business. You understand, you know, what happened to him was terrible. We need to make sure it doesn't happen again. There'll be more from that soon. Most likely that's not over, but you know, we're into some heavy territory and we're going to cover some things that are pretty important. So thank you for your support. Thank you for everybody that comes out every night and whatnot. Thanks you for everybody who listens on the replays, etc. But I want to thank all of y'all so much. Everybody have a great night and we will see you next time. Before oh, we go, go ahead. Can I yes. just say, can we give a special shout out to the real MVP? who was? Oh below? my God. Do we really have to close off the episode like that? Really? Oh, yeah, okay, we do. Okay, fine. Yeah, because she's put up with you for a long time. Oh, my time. God. I got called out. All right, fine. Hero's the champion. It is what it is. Damn, Proto, you too? Man. Hey, look. That's my <laughs> partner in crime. I love her more than life itself. And she is the most supportive individual because I am not an easy person to live with. I'm not the hardest either, but I'm, I'm, I'm old, man. You know, it is what it is, but she's great. And let me tell you, she'll listen to your stories just as much as I will. And, uh, we're all in this together. So thank you, everybody. Everybody have a great night and we will see you next time. There you go. Hero. You get to close. Love you all. Thanks, all right, Later.